Hey everyone, thank you for joining us on our podcast. We're going to go ahead and continue the series that we started last week on the ministry of the Holy Spirit. But before we go ahead and dive into tongues and the, the ministry of tongues and how it works for, for the believer, I think it's really important that we go and take a few minutes to understand the person of the Holy Spirit and, and who he is and uh, exactly how he goes and works and leads and guides us in our lives. So let's go ahead and start off by looking at John chapter 14, verse 26. John 14, 26 in the Amplified Bible Classic Edition says this, But the Comforter, Counselor, Helper, Intercessor, Advocate, Strengthener, Standby, the Holy Spirit. So now let's, let's stop here for a second. The Holy Spirit, number one, he's our Comforter. If you are in need of comfort, if you are, are feeling distraught and abandoned, you have a comforter. If you need somebody uh, to, to be counseled with, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. Brother Hagen said years ago that he was convinced that um, 90, I think he said 99% of all Christian counseling appointments could be solved by praying in the Spirit and going to our counselor for advice. And that's not to go and, and minimize the role of good Christian counseling and uh, the, the importance that it can play to people in their lives and in their journeys as they go and uh, do, do or address whatever issues may be in their lives. But it is to say that if we are to really be going and, and living our lives as led by the Spirit and we allow Him to comfort us, how much more could he go and change our lives? Then he's also our helper. If we need help, we don't know how to go and address a particular situation, uh, handle something maybe with our family. He's our helper. He's going to give us advice for that. He's our intercessor. That means the Holy Spirit is there and he, he will intercede for us. Romans, if you remember, talks about that uh, when we pray, the Spirit within us, uh, talking about when we're praying in tongues and sometimes we just don't have the words, and he, he says that the Spirit within us prays with groanings that cannot be uttered. That, that's the Holy Spirit interceding for us on our behalf. He's our advocate. He, he's always going to be the one there advocating for us. He's, he's on our side. Uh, it's like we talked about last week where we see that the job of the Holy Spirit is to advocate for you, to convince you, to remind you of who you are, to remind you that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus if you've been made a believer. Now, he's also our strengthener. We know that the Bible tells us the joy of the Lord is our strength, but let's remember he's also our strengthener. He is that source of strength for us. When we're, when we're pulling on the joy of the Lord to be our strength, the Holy Spirit is that strength coming into us. And then he's our standby. You know, the, whatever else you need, he's, he's, there, uh, he's there for you. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place, to represent me and to act on my behalf. Now, that means the Holy Spirit, everything that he does here on the earth is in place of the Father. He's operating under the Father's authority. Uh, using the Father's, he's sent in the name of the Father, and he, he's the representative of God here on the earth to us, the believers. And then watch what he's going to do. He will teach you all things, and he will cause you to recall, will remind you of, and bring to your remembrance everything that I've told you. Now let's go ahead and look at John 14, uh, verse 10. So th this, is, this is who the Holy Spirit is. This is what he's doing for us 
in our everyday lives. John 14, 10, Jesus is talking here and he's talking to the disciples and Philip comes up to him and I'm sure Philip had been going and, and thinking about this question and this desire that he had on his heart. And so he goes to Jesus and he, he says, Lord, show us the Father. And, and we think that that's, uh, that that's such a deep prayer, that Lord, show us the Father. And it, it's enough for us if you show us the Father. Jesus answers him in verse 9. He says, have I been with you so long and you've not known me, Philip? He who's seen me has seen the Father, so how can you say, show us the Father? Verse 10 do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, and this is what we want to focus on here, the words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells within me does the work. Jesus is saying that I, as the, the Son of God laid aside all his earthly or his heavenly uh, weight and glory and all those things that we read about, I've laid that all aside, and I'm not even doing anything to operate in my own strength, on my own behalf, for my own benefit. Everything that I do is reliant on the Father. I have to trust and rely on the Father in order to do what I'm doing here. So if you've seen me, because I am trusting in the Father and who He is, then you have seen the Father. So if Jesus required if Jesus wasn't able to go and, and live his life and do the way that he lived on his own, if he had to be reliant on somebody else, if he was reliant on the Father, and remember we just read that the, the Holy Spirit is sent in the name. He's sent in the name of the Father. He's sent there on behalf of the Father to play that same role in our lives. But if Jesus couldn't do that without the Father's help, the Father's assistance, how much more so do you and I need that in our lives? Now, John chapter 5 and verse 19, and, and we're, we're seeing here how Jesus operated in his ministry uh, being, being led by the Spirit. So John chapter 5 and verse 19, Jesus says this here. He says, uh, he answers them and he said, most assuredly, I say to you that the son, meaning him himself, me, Jesus, the son can do nothing of himself except what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner. So if Jesus needed this relationship in order to be successful, this is, this is something that's vitally important for you and I to grasp. And this is, this is so important that you see in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 and 5, that Jesus is telling his disciples, hey, you've all received the new birth, but go and wait in the city of Jerusalem for a second occurrence, an infilling of the Spirit, an infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. And when that Holy Spirit comes, then you're qualified to go out into ministry. Then you're qualified to go and, and preach the gospel to all, all creation. And sadly, uh, and you, you'll see it all throughout the book of Acts, that this is, the, the, there was two separate instances. Um, the, the, there was a, a born-again experience, and then there was also a subsequent experience in many of the salvations we have recorded in the book of Acts. And the subsequent experience is the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the speaking in tongues. And Jesus is telling the disciples, you're not even qualified to go out and live your lives until to, to do your ministry until you have received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at what that qualified Jesus to do now. Matthew chapter 3, 
Matthew chapter 3 and verse 16. And this, if you recall, is when, is when Jesus goes and presents himself to John the Baptist. And he, he goes and he says, John, I need to be baptized. And uh, John agrees to baptize him. In verse 17, when he'd been baptized, Jesus came up from the water and behold, the heavens were open to him and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. Now, the Spirit of God, this is when Jesus received the Spirit without measure. This is when the Holy Spirit went and we see him beginning to operate in Jesus' life. Now, let's, let's stop here for a second. Number one, the Holy Spirit is not a dove. He was in the form of a dove or he looked like a dove at this time, but he is not a dove. He is a spirit of the Father. Now, or he, is, he is part of the Trinity. He's part of the Godhead. He is the Holy Spirit. And verse 17, suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Now watch what happens in Matthew 4. Immediately after this, then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. What I find interesting here is, is we don't have any record, we don't have any recording of Jesus being led by the Spirit at all until, or, or doing, he did not do a single miracle. He wasn't doing anything here until he had been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and then the Spirit went and began to lead him. Then the Spirit went and began to guide him to the next step in his destination, to the next place in his journey. And in Jesus' instance, he went up uh, into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And, and so for, for us as believers, we need this baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to be led, in order to be effective in our Christian lives. This is something that we need to be vitally aware of. Let's look over at Exodus 34. And I know we're, we're looking at the ministry of the Holy Spirit, but I want to touch on something that Moses tapped into here that Moses Moses went and, and saw and, and I think that this will this will bring some light into this and and forgive me it's it's Exodus 33 Exodus 33 and verse 12 Then Moses said to the Lord you see you say to me bring up this people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me yet you've said I know you by name and you have also found grace in my sight Now therefore I pray if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. And consider that this nation is your people. Now Moses, Moses is on the verge of a New Testament experience here. You see, he's gone and he has found grace in the sight of Jesus. And he's saying, he's, he's or in the sight of the Lord, and he is on the verge here of something that, that borders on, on what we have now as New Testament believers. And he said, the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That presence is, is referring to the Holy Spirit. I'm going to send the Holy Spirit, my presence with you, and I will give you rest. Verse 15, then he said to him, Moses said to the Lord, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight, except that you go with us? So we shall be separate, your people and I, from all the people who are on the face of the earth. And then the Lord said to, the Mo to Moses, I will also do this thing that you've spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. He's, he's saying here that, Lord, if your presence is not with me, if I'm not seeing your manifested presence in my life, 
I do not want any part of it if your presence is not leading us and guiding us. And I know as New Testament believers, you and I have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us and he is always with us. But I want to challenge you that we need to be consciously aware of his presence in our lives. We need to be consciously aware of, I am going to go in and whatever situation I find myself in, whether it's work, whether it's, it's school, whether it's ministry, whatever the case may be, I am consciously aware of the fact that the Holy Spirit is present in my life. And if Moses under the Old Covenant saw this as important, and we see that Jesus uh, didn't even go into ministry, didn't do anything that we knew that he came to the earth to do until he was baptized in the Holy Spirit, then, then why would you and I think that we could do something different? I know that this is something Shelby and I have begun to, to implement in our lives recently. We, we've said, Holy Spirit, interrupt us. You correct us. You show us. You speak to us. Whatever the case may be, whatever we need to see, whatever we need to go and look at, whatever, whatever the case may be, we need your presence abiding with us and dwelling with us, your manifest presence. And since we've gone and begun to, to make that commitment that we are, we are open to being interrupted by the Spirit, that we are, we'll allow the Spirit to direct us and lead us and guide us, and that we will live in this presence of the Lord, I, I'm telling you, we, we go and we've seen, uh, you know, we, we've seen revelation that we have not seen before. We're, we're encountering new things in, in the presence of God that we have not seen before we gave the Holy Spirit permission to do this, permission to go and permission to interrupt us. And, and so for us as believers, I, I, I think it's vital that you and I allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us. I, I know the Holy Spirit has gone and begun to even, even change my responses to situations. And, and is it perfect? No, but situations that before that would have got me upset and screaming and I, I, would, have been, I would have been mad about something. Um, by being consciously aware of the Holy Spirit and giving him permission to interrupt me, to interrupt my life, he's gone and said, okay, you need to wait. Don't respond to that. Hold, hold off, don't say anything. Because there's, there's pieces here that we don't know. You and I don't know the whole picture. The Holy Spirit can see the whole thing. And so it's important that we are, we are led by him in everything that we do. And we're out of time. We're gonna pick up uh, talking about this ministry of the Holy Spirit in more detail next week. And I think we're gonna get a little bit into, into tongues and go more into detail about its purpose for the believer and praying in tongues and the importance of doing so and how praying in tongues and uh, the, these experiences with the Holy Spirit builds us up. And, and when I say experiences with the Holy Spirit, you know a lot of times we think of uh, these, these Pentecostal revival services, everybody's up and running and dancing and jumping and shouting and hooping and hollering and those are Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost services, but we can't boil the Holy Spirit down to a jump or a twitch or a laugh or, or whatever. To do so is to minimize the Spirit and who He is. Now, the Holy Spirit is, is present in those services and in those gatherings, and we yield to Him and those things happen, but the Holy Spirit will also lead you by a nudge. The Holy Spirit is ministering when He tells you, go and love your wife. Go and put your arm around her and, and give her a hug. He's ministering just as much then as he is in, in one of these big 
services that we all talk about and think of, wow, I want to see the Holy Spirit moving. And, and that is, we're going to dive into this, this personal ministry of the Holy Spirit and how to tap into that. So thank you so much for joining us, and we'll, we'll see you again next week. Don't forget to go ahead and like us uh, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're on there as By Grace International, at By Grace, I-N-T-L. Uh, you can go ahead and check out our website as well. It's www.bygraceinternational.com. While you're there, uh, go ahead and sign up for our mailing list. And when you do so, we want to go ahead and send you a free download from a message that I preached a few months back, and it's called Faith is Not a Formula. And in this message, we go and I really dive into the fact that faith is not about how can I go and how can I insert tab A into slot B and I need to say these 15 confessions because these are the 15 confessions that somebody else made. I need to inquire of the Lord. I need to do what David did and say, Lord, should I go and do this here in this situation? And as I go and do that, that opens the door to bring results. That opens the door when we go and we stand in faith to see things happen, to see healings, to see miracles, to see manifestations of the Spirit. But we need to go and, and remember that faith isn't a formula. It's not boiled down to a, you must do these list of things in order to be successful. Faith is ultimately about being led by the Spirit. So thank you again. We'll see you next week as we continue our series on the ministry of the Holy Spirit.